Do you want the secret to becoming a profitable entrepreneur? It's not working 80 hours a week. It's not missing out on all the fun stuff in life. It's not feeling overwhelmed or burned out. While becoming an entrepreneur does require hard work, don't get me wrong, it's not what's going to make your business successful. If you want to truly become a profitable entrepreneur, you need to learn how to master your mindset, evolve your skills, and market your services to your ideal customer. You must commit to mastery, become the best at what you do, and never stop learning. Becoming a profitable entrepreneur is 100% possible, and I will teach you how in my free five-day workshop, Profitable Entrepreneur. I want, you to, I want to personally invite you, podcast listener of mine, and you can sign up. The link is on the description of this podcast episode. See you there. This is How She Owns It, a podcast dedicated to female entrepreneurs and those visionaries who left their 9 to 5 to own their time, their finances, and their joy in life by building their own businesses. I'm your host, Pauline Malabai, digital business strategist, director of operations, and agency owner of PMC, where our mission is to cater to visionaries with strategy, coaching, and implementation support. Each week, I give business wisdom and chat with other CEOs on how they are owning their happiness in life. Tune in to find out how to move the needle forward in your business and fully step into your role as CEO. Hello, friends. Welcome to How She Owns It, a podcast dedicated to female entrepreneurs and boss moms who left their 9 to 5 to own their time, their finances, and their joy in life by building their own businesses. And in this episode, I have Sasha Willis. Welcome to the show, Sasha. Nice to be here. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about your business and your journey so far? Sure. So I am Sasha. I am owner of Creations by Sasha, which is a lifestyle brand. And my, my brand just focuses on what I call modern womanhood. I think being a woman nowadays, it's changed a lot from when my mom was coming up and the things that are expected of us, all of our expectations that we have. And so I just talk a lot about what it means to be a business owner, still working a full-time job, being a wife, being a mom, and all of the realness that surrounds that, how it's not just we get to, I like to say we we can do all of the things, we can't just do them all at once. And Uh so it's all about that balance of playing all of those different roles. And that's what my brand focuses on. I also have an online product shop where I sell things like mugs, wine glasses, tote bags, apparels, and all of that is through most days. Yeah, that's, that's really great. And, and I'm so excited because a lot of people I know is, is in the service-based businesses, whereas you kind of have a product itself. Can you tell us a little bit about you know, your, the start of the journey from, from stationary business to now a lifestyle brand? Can you, can you 
give us the nitty gritty because I am all about authenticity in this podcast and you know both the successes and the challenges and I always applaud moms because it's a lot and you still have to raise a child <laughs> so you know I'm always in awe of yeah. my clients so my business actually started about 10 years ago and at the time I focused on mainly designing stationary particularly wedding stationary and I also did event styling which is like the decorating for social events and then when I got pregnant back in 2017 I took away the event styling piece of my business because I just knew I wasn't going to be able to do that with being pregnant. And, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it with a newborn. So I then focused on wedding stationery. But then after having my son, I just realized that I didn't have the time needed to really focus on couples. When you're in the wedding industry, it's it's time sensitive demanding clients and so and I still have a full-time job so I was kind of going to work all day in the morning coming home it's just my son and I in the evenings because my husband works at night so dealing with my son in the evening putting him to bed and then spending like two or three hours doing client work and that just wasn't working for me anymore so I made the transition in January to focus more on my lifestyle brand. I had already had my online shop. So this was kind of just moving more into that and focusing um, more into that. And as much as I love stationery, I still do love designing. I just knew that I didn't have the time for it. And I had to figure out a way to keep my business moving forward. And so that's why I now do lifestyle stuff. Yeah, no, that's really great. So I like, you know, our listeners are kind of business owners or wannabe business owners. And I try to make the podcast as educational as possible. And I'm curious, when you first started the first business, which is the stationary business and, and kind of the online shop, is there any kind of hard earned lessons that you can impart kind of like business wisdom you can impart to our listeners of how to make a successful yes. kind of product based business? <laughs> Yes, definitely have a plan. I was in my early 20s when I started my business and I, like a true creative, was just like, I want to make things and I'm going to throw this out there and hopefully people will like it. And I didn't have any sort of plan that went with it. And so I ended up wasting a lot of money doing it mm -hmm. that way. And it's just because, you know, I would I would put out a product and you know, I wouldn't do all of the back end things of it, like marketing or like mm -hmm. launching the product. I would just kind of do a one little Instagram post and say, here it is. And then I wouldn't do anything else around that. And even with my stationery, like I did kind of the same thing. And so I wasted a lot of time, a lot of money, spent a lot of effort doing that's my number one thing is just have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you how did you kind of start to when you realized that you were wasting a lot of money what was kind of the turnaround for you what what strategies did you do to kind of save money <laughs> Such a um, so I actually I, I took a couple of courses specifically for like mm -hmm. product shop owners and really like started looking at marketing I actually went to school my bachelor's degree is in business management so it's not like I didn't know how to do these things mm -hmm. I just didn't spend the time to do it and when you get your taxes at the end of the year and you see how much you've actually made mm -hmm. it was like these two aren't lining up and so I needed to yeah. be more purposeful in what I 
I was doing. And so after taking this course about like launching new products, I started to sit down and like plan out, mm-hmm. okay, this is how I'm going to go about adding new products to the shop. These are like subscriptions I no longer need because I'm spending money on them and I'm not getting, you know. So what we're saying, oh yeah, so the question was along the lines of, you know, what what sort of strategies did you employ to, you know, start to really make sure that your create the products that you've created were selling. Yeah, it was it's it really was just looking at who my target audience was, focusing on the type of products that they wanted and looking at my finances, looking at the bigger picture things that, that weren't serving me, that I really wasn't getting use out of. That's what I had to do. And having a three-year-old makes you have to plan things because if I didn't put things on my calendar, if I wasn't strategic in my business, then I wouldn't be able to do anything. Like I'm doing this right now during nap time because <laughs> yeah, I, appreciate I know it. I still want to, well, I know I still want to promote my business and I still want to do these things, but it's like, okay, how do I make that happen? And that's like looking at a calendar and putting things on my calendar, scheduling out my time. And so I have to be more intentional about my business in order for it to grow. Yeah. I mean, Friday. Day is kind of like my visibility day for the business where I guest on other people's podcasts and and do virtual summits and all of that so it's always great to have that time blocking absolutely works and I'm curious what kind of marketing kind of strategies did you did you feel that had the most impact on your product-based business definitely Instagram probably I am I, I used Instagram a lot and I think it's a good platform for creating a community, which is what mm-hmm. I want to do with my business. I want women to feel, to feel a connection to my brand. And so by being able to use Instagram to kind of show off, you know, what real life is like, that's, that's been the biggest way for me to grow my business. Outside of that, the second thing is my email list because I don't own Instagram and as much as I love it, at any day they can decide to take stuff away so i exactly so that i i utilize my email list to let them know about new products to send them to my website and so that's how i just generate traffic and things like that but the biggest way that i market my business amazing so talk me through how you start to transition from a product based business to one that is lifestyle what what steps did you take if someone is listening to this and kind of in the same boat as you and thinking oh my goodness, so Sasha's really smart and intelligent and I want to follow her. Like, what steps What steps could this businesswoman do to follow in your footsteps? Well, I always had the product piece of my business. It was more so getting rid of the stationary part and transition into lifestyle. And I kind of just did that. I, I did it in January and I was very upfront with my audience. I, I did a whole uh, blog post and an email campaign about why I was transitioning my business, why wedding stationery no longer was something that I could do. And I did the same thing on Instagram. I did a couple of lives. I showed my face and I said, look, as, as much as I love doing this, I just can't do it anymore. And so this is what my business is going to be now. And it, it was really well received. And I think that's what's important because people could understand the why. And there were a lot mm-hmm. of women who were like, oh, this, I can relate to that. This makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so it actually wasn't that difficult of a decision for me to do. Well, the decision was difficult, but the actual like implementation of it wasn't that difficult. I I heard email campaign there and, you know, I haven't 
you know, figured out exactly the best strategy for email marketing. So can you take, talk me through, and I'm sure our listeners are really curious because, you know, starting at zero, you know, email list wise is really scary and it's intimidating. And I think a lot of people are put off with like the tech and, you know, finding this people in the first place and people are like, yeah, I know I should have a freebie, but I don't really know. And there's so many people like throwing their freebies everywhere. So can you talk us through like kind of how you started your email list? your kind of list building strategy? What I do now for my email list is free and it's something that's simple for me to make. I do uh, every season, I come up with a new freebie. So right now it's a fall bucket list. That's a principle. You sign up for the email list, you get the fall principle. And it's something that's really simple, especially now that people are at home and people want things to do. So it's just, it's an easy way to get people on the list. And I always have a link in my bio on Instagram that kind of points to it, you know, become a VIP, get your free freebie right here, that type of thing. What I also used to do when I had my stationary business, and and this works well for a lot of service-based businesses, I did a quiz where it was all about like finding your wedding style. And so it would, people would go through this quiz. And then of course, to get the results, they then had to submit their email. And that then generated like this welcome campaign about, well, this is what your style is. And then this is how we can help you, you know, bring that style to life during your wedding day. And so that, that was a really big way on how I grew my list. But I get all the time now people you know I poll my Instagram followers what kind of freebie would you like to see you know this season and then I just kind of throw something together and and put it out that way I'm a designer by nature so it's easy for me to kind of you know put it together I would say it doesn't have to be difficult if if you find yourself people asking you the same type of questions or like looking for the same type of information for you like put together a simple like five best XYZ type thing and offer that as a freebie in order to get people onto your list. Absolutely. Can you recommend any tools that you use, especially for people starting out? Because email management and email marketing tools tend to be, can be really expensive actually. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I use a Flowdesk, which mm-hmm. is still in beta, but it's only, if you sign up with an affiliate link, which a lot of people have, it's only $19 a month, US dollars. I'm not sure what it, what it would be <laughs> yeah. um, on the other side of the pond, but it's really inexpensive. And the one thing about Flowdesk is that they don't charge, your, your the rate doesn't go up for the number of subscribers you have mm-hmm. yeah. because a lot of email marketing, I've been on several. I also used ActiveCampaign. I've used MailChimp. But now I'm with Flowdesk and a lot of those, they have way more features. They're often geared towards if you have a huge email list where you would need those features and they charge more for the number of people on your list, whereas yeah. Flowdesk doesn't do that. So if you're just starting out and the templates that are really beautifully designed, you can just pop your information in there. It makes it very simple and it's, it's really affordable. Amazing. Amazing. So thank you so much for being on the show. And just to wrap up, where can people find you? Sure. So I am on Instagram at creations underscore by underscore Sasha. And then you can visit my website at www.creationsbysasha.com. I also have a podcast. I know I didn't mention it. Yes. (laughs) But it's tied into my business. It, it kind of talks about the same things. And so that's at Swirl and Sit Podcast on Instagram. And then Swirl and Sit Podcast.com um, is where you could find all of that good stuff. 
Amazing. What do you chat about in your podcast? It's essentially the same thing that my business is about. So it's my friend. We just talk about all of the things that affect women. So we, we've talked about um, what the biggest one, like we've talked about sex. We talked about mm. like what it is to like how to have, you know, be comfortable with your mom body after having a kid dating and your marriage. So it's, it's all that type of stuff I love um, it. related to all of that. Yeah. It's a <laughs> it's girlfriend a podcast. It's a girlfriend podcast. Exactly. Ah, I love it. <laughs> well, um, we also have a Facebook um, insiders group for our podcast. I like to call it our book club for the podcast episodes. So hopefully you'll join us there and people can find you as well and mingle and talk about your episodes. So thank you so much for being on the show. Sure. Thank you. This podcast is sponsored by Pauline Malabai Consulting. We are an agency that supports visionary CEOs with strategy, coaching, and implementation support. We are their right-hand partners in building and scaling their operations and revenue streams. We give them the space to own their CEO role. If you want to find out more, visit helpmepauline.com and let's continue the conversation. Hey friends, hope you enjoyed this episode of How She Owns It. If you want to be a part of a collective of purpose-driven female visionaries, join our Facebook group, How She Owns It, for insightful conversations, new friendships with fellow CEOs, and tips and tricks to help you in your entrepreneurial journey. Running, building, and scaling a business is hard work, so give yourself credit for owning your definition of success. Now go out and help someone else by subscribing, sharing, and passing this episode on. Give us a review and don't be shy to connect with me on my socials. I can be found at, at CEO Pauline Malabai. See you in the next one.